Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears, captivate or horrify you, and have you on the edge of your seat. Don't miss out. Be sure to get a copy today. All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan. This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, Researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas, HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. everybody and welcome to Lupa's Bits. I am your host Lupa Barty and welcome to episode 81. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had a brain fart there for a second. I was, I, I brain knew I had to speak. My mouth forgot how to do it. Um, yeah, episode 81 and we are into March. Holy moly, this year's just whipping by. Oh, have I got some things to talk about this week? Oh man, do I ever have things to talk about this week. But first, because my live studio audience decided he was going to be well prepared this week. <laughs> I'm not, but 
he is. I have some housekeeping for you. So item number one, Michael A. Arnold. You know him from such things as the World of Myth Magazine book review and the World of Myth Magazine art review and the odd poem and story that he has contributed to the World of Myth Magazine. Well, his book, Processing Things, goes on sale Tuesday, well, went on sale Tuesday, March 1st. Now, you see, he was prepared, but this wasn't for me because <laughs> this is all future tense, and it's already past the first. Anyway, so his book went on sale, Processing Things, and you can find it at www.mythmart.com. And it's, I, I edited the book, and it is an absolutely wonderful journey. It's a book of poetry, but it's a journey, a young man's journey um, through a young man's life, really, um, his experiences and welcome back, uh, going to college and his, his highs and his lows and his ups and his downs and all of the things that he experiences leaving home for the first time, going back to college, returning to college, um, there's a few poems that he has dedicated to his grandfather and you can really feel the connection that he had with his grandfather through those poems. So I highly recommend this book. It is an excellent book. It was a thrill to edit because I got to read all of them first. It was great. I really enjoyed it. So that's Processing Things at www.mythmart.com. Number two, the job of the job of Editor-in-Chief of Dark Myth Comics is going to be divided into two separate positions. Current Editor-in-Chief Christopher Harris will be taking a hands-on role with the talent as Managing Editor and Dave had a meeting last week with a potential new Editor-in-Chief. More on that to come. Yes, I just kind of gave my, my live studio audience the side eye like, what? <laughs> Um, also, also, I would like to welcome into the Jazo Modcast family fold, Pastrami Nation and Nolan Smith. Yay! Welcome to the family. Um, it's nice to, you know, have another podcast on the, on the network and I'm excited that they're here. They have a wonderful, um, video I don't know what you call it. Vlog, I would guess you would call it. I don't know. Anyway, I've watched it. It's on YouTube. It's great. And I've been on it. <laughs> they're, they're a lot of fun. And um, they talk about a lot of really interesting pop culture things. So they are now, the audio is now on the Jason Modcast Network. So you can listen to it while you're on the go. All right. Number four. And one of my favorites. The four, and it's, yeah, you know, ironic that it's number four on the list. I'm pretty sure that was done intentionally. <laughs> uh, the fourth annual, yes, annual, that means yearly, open contract challenge <laughs> will start next week. Monday, next week. Start, I think, Monday. I don't know. Next week. 
I'm getting the roll on. Seeing as this was for uh, Mythbits, which came out two weeks, it's going to start in two weeks. The 20th, March 20th. Well, that's not next week. <laughs> okay, so it's going to start March 20th. It's going to be 03202022. Yeah, March 20th. Okay, updates will be coming out next week. You didn't say that. Go to www.opencontractchallenge.com and read over the new rules, including the new wildcard rule. And that I'm really excited about that one. I'm really excited about that one. Um, and, you know, like I said, get your story shined up. Get your artwork shined up. Get your pitch ready to go. Because that's the first round, is your pitch. You don't have to have a completed book. But you got to have your pitch. At least have your pitch ready to go. Um, so yeah, opencontractchallenge.com. Check it out. Number five, MythMart has new ways of payment. Ooh! And is currently in negotiations with a firm for a MythMart credit line. And now offer a PayPal pay, PayPal pay later credit to buy now and pay later. Ooh, ooh, I need to go do some shopping. I need some more t-shirts uh, and some books. <laughs> so I didn't know that. I know that. Now I'm going shopping later. Uh, just, you know, FYI. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they, um, and you can pay through PayPal, which is great. I love PayPal. PayPal is like my go-to. So, and the pay now, or buy now, pay later is one of my favorite things because I like to buy now and pay later. <laughs> you know, it's called credit. Come on. Okay, number six. If you're interested in reaching potential customers, check out our advertising sheets on the magazine and the podcast network websites for more information or, you know, contact me. <laughs> you just get a hold of me because I, I run advertising. But yeah, we on um, www.theworldofmyth.com and on the jzomon.com, jzomodcast page. Ooh, all right, I got that right too. Um, you can read over the different packages we have. You can read over the individual things like we have just audio, just um, banner ad, just static ad, or you can do a combo. Um, eventually we will be doing video ads. <laughs> My live studio audience just went, oh shit. <laughs> Cause I come up with these ideas and then just drop them in his lap and go here, fix that. Uh, so that's going to be like way down, but, um, yeah. So go and check out what we got and what we're offering. And we do reach a wide audience. Not just on our podcast network, but in the magazines, on all of our websites. We have a wide reach. Um, anyway, so yeah, check it out. Now, number... Where am I? I lost where I was. Uh, okay, number seven. <laughs> Whew, I think the final one, yay. Uh, the Jason Dark Myth Company is resurrecting <laughs> New Wave Comics as an independent publishing company for creator-owned comics. 
This week, John Costas has signed on to be the new division's managing editor. Congratulations, John. He has already like hit the ground running. Let me tell you, since we decided this in the board meeting and he signed on and it was made official, the man hasn't stopped working it. New Wave is everywhere. Everywhere I go, I see it on Instagram. I see it on Facebook. It's everywhere. And he's drumming up new business for it and he's really making it work. So congrats, John, and welcome, you know. Welcome to the upper echelons of the board, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Welcome to a title. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Anyway. All right. So that is housekeeping. And I'm going to remove that hat now and put my podcasting hat back on. You'll have to bear with me. I have been fighting a very weird headache for the past three days, I think. Um, I don't know if it's because I slept wrong. I don't know if it's because the temperature suddenly dropped to, I don't know what. Um, it's like 55 degrees outside right now. And that's just not right. I'm in Florida. It should not be California cold in Florida. It's just wrong. Um, but I have this really just pressure right in the front of my head right between my, like somebody's punching me in my third eye. And when I find out who's punching me in my third eye, you're going to get flicked in the forehead. All right. Right in the forehead. Cause ow, it hurts. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of fighting through that. So if I seem a little spacey or, you know, I lose my place, I apologize. It'll keep it interesting at least. Um, okay. So, I mentioned in my TikTok, I don't know if you saw my TikTok, a bunch of people saw my TikTok, apparently, but <laughs> I mentioned in my TikTok that I have had a holy bleep week, and yeah, it's, it's you know, I actually messaged my friend Franco, he does the horoscopes and stuff, and oh yeah, remind me later to read you your horoscope. Um, I got the email. I forgot to tell you. It's actually pretty interesting. I read it to my mom and went, because <laughs> he was bang on. <laughs> he was bang on when it came to my mom. It was hilarious. And she was so like offended that she didn't even ask me to read mine to her. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, but, oh, stop that. Anyway, so I even like messaged him as like Mercury in retrograde or something because... It seems like everything I have tried to do, I have not only messed it up, <laughs> but messed it up in such a stupendous way that <laughs> it's actually come out better than it was originally supposed to be. So it's it's kind of been a, a miscommunication, but one that's come across and worked out in my favor. And... He did assure me that it wasn't in retrograde. But anyway, um, I've had a few really weird miscommunications this week. And it's kind of had where I've, I've gone back and I've reread it and went, oh, crap, that is going to be a problem. <laughs> it's going to cause a fight. And it actually hasn't. It's actually opened up an avenue of conversation that... Um, was needed and 
it's actually been really interesting. And I've had some really uh, insightful moments into myself this week. Uh, one of them being that I probably would have been in a cult if had I been approached five years ago. <laughs> I would be in a cult. You know, I'll explain that one later too. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. And I'm still, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I'm still battling the nightmares on a daily. But, but I do have... Because it's a, a kind of a very deeply personal matter, and I'm pretty sure the main person involved listens just because, you know, how else are they going to get stuff on me and know what I'm doing in my life without actually asking me? Um, what I have, what I'm doing actively to help get rid of the nightmares and to cleanse that energy and to reseal the um, channel that was opened between... Remember when I told you... Um, oh, good grief. This would have been in the summer. Anyway, I was telling you about the uh, haunted house incident that I had. Um it kind of left a residue, like a link, and that channel was opened. So that has been resealed. And that's where a lot of the scarier, more um, traumatizing nightmares were coming from. So last night, yes, I was still woken up repeatedly through the night with dreams, but <laughs> instead of waking up screaming and, you know, scrambling back on my bed, climbing the headboard. Uh, most of them, I woke up and went, what the hell? Okay. Um, all right. And rolled over and went back to sleep. Some of them I woke up and I was just like, I, I don't even, I don't even know. I, the main theme of the dream last night was vampires. <laughs> now, anybody who actually knows me, knows me, knows me, knows that the, I'm not afraid of that. That doesn't scare me. Um, being turned into a vampire doesn't scare me. Being bitten by a vampire doesn't scare me, not even a little bit. Um, none of that scares me. <laughs> so if it was supposed to be a theme that was supposed to scare me, it didn't work. I... In the dream, I was, um, I want to say I was the Renfield, but I wasn't that crazy fly-eating kind of Renfield. I was more of the sarcastic, um, I got your back kind of best friend to the Mina type character, um, but... She was the vampire. And the vampire, who everybody thought was the vampire, was the human. It was really neat. It actually, you know, would actually make a really good story. Um, which is why I wrote it all down when I got up this morning, at least the basics. And yeah, it was, it was really, we were on this, this old Mississippi riverboat. 
And I, when I woke up, we had just, um, the woman and I had just run into the vampire, quote unquote. And there was, of course, the heated exchange and, and you could tell that they were attracted to each other. But, you know, she's doing the, oh, no, not me. And he's doing, oh, I can't be with you. It's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the please don't, please don't go away, go away. Come here, come here, come here. And I'm walking back to the suite on the boat that I'm sharing because she had money. So, yay. <laughs> we had like one of the, the top-notch suites on the... um on the, the riverboat and I run smack dab into who is supposed to be the, um, so we had, we'd met the protagonist and I'd ra- run into the challenge, the problem, the, the him smack, like boom, right into his chest. And like I looked up and went, Oh, cause he was pretty. And I woke up. <laughs> so if like, some like a what was supposed to be because there were some scary moments in the dream when the vampire was doing the vampire thing, and it was she was the vampire, but she was controlling the human that everybody thought was the vampire and making him do the vampire things, and she was feeding through. Ooh, I remember that. Anyway, she was feeding through him so that she didn't actually have to do the feeding and could maintain the facade of being this upper class widowed woman and her best friend, me. So I think the guy that I ran into is supposed to be the controversial love interest of the vampire woman. And he's like a pirate type, you know, open, loose, white, flowy shirt, leather vest, tight pants, boots, you know, dark curly hair. It looked really cute in my dreams. <laughs> and I woke up. So I'm hoping tonight I'll get part two. Because it was a really good story. I was like, no, I don't want to wake up yet. I'm not done. Wait. Next episode. Next episode. So, yeah. What my sisters are doing to metaphysically protect me and what I'm doing to metaphysically protect me is working. Because even though the dreams are now still carrying a macabre undertone, they are nightmares. I'm not waking up terrified. They're not traumatizing me. Like the rape dreams were traumatizing me and the death dreams and the murder dreams and, you know, the really bad ones were like, I was traumatized and I would wake up because I was reliving experiences that I had, but in a dream sequence as an adult, as who I am now. So I would wake up in the morning and I would be suffering a form of PTSD. And I have been for weeks. That was another self-realization I had last night, by the way, was that I have for the last probably two to three weeks been functioning on a level of post-traumatic stress disorder. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? (laughs) So anybody who's been watching me and who's been dealing with me on a daily basis um, will go, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. I know my live studio audience is nodding and I know Misha, when she listens to this, I'm going to get a message going, uh, yeah. (laughs) Because um, 
it's it's basically you go into autopilot. Everything you do is on autopilot. You're just going through the motions. You're not feeling any emotion. You're just getting up, eating food, drinking, showering. Um, and when and it was when I hadn't when I realized I hadn't showered in four days, and I didn't want I would wake up after twelve hours of sleep, and like broken sleep, nightmarish sleep, but it would be, I would look at the phone and it would be like 1.30 in the afternoon. Normally I'd be like, holy crap, I need to get out. Why am I still in bed? <laughs> Whoa, this is not me. But I would just roll over and not want to get out of the bed. Not want to do anything. Spending all day, I would get up, I would go to bed four or five o'clock in the morning. Usually when the sky would start to get light and I could see trees outside my windows. Yes, false dawn, Mish, false dawn. That's when I would go to sleep. And um, I would sleep for a few hours, have a nightmare, wake up, roll over, go back to sleep. Because the daylight, I could wake up from the nightmare and it would be daylight and I could see around my room. Okay, it was a nightmare. I'm fine. I can go back to sleep. Calm my heart rate go back to sleep. And I would wake up, wake up around 1.30 because my bladder would be going, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, we've been in this bed since like 10 o'clock, ma'am, we need to pee. <laughs> my bladder can't take anymore. Um, and I would get up and I would, usually I'd wake up around 12.30 and I would get up, I would pee, get back in the bed, wake up again at 1.30, roll over. And I think there was one day I didn't get out of bed till and to three. I was awake. I just didn't get out of the bed. And that's when I kind of had to take a step back and go, okay, something is seriously wrong. Because even if before all of this started happening, even when I went to bed at four or five o'clock in the morning, I would be, I would be on the phone with my live studio audience. And it would be five o'clock in the morning in my world. And we'd be talking and I would be back up at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock the next, like, Five hours later, I'd be awakened up and messaging him going, good morning. <laughs> and I'd hear from him like four hours later going, did you sleep at all? Yes, I did. I had like five hours. <laughs> what are we doing? So to stay in the bed for that long, like I have my days. I have, everybody has their days where you just, you take a day. That's it. No bones. I'm not getting out of bed. I'm going to binge Netflix or um, lately it's been uh, Discovery Plus. <laughs> Because, yay, I got a Roku. Um, yeah, I got a Roku. I, I caved. I really did. I caved. And you, t you just, you take the day, you lay in bed, you eat ice cream, potato chips, whatever your comfort food is, and you binge. And then you get up the next day and you carry on with your life. Well, I've been doing this for weeks just kind of forcing myself to be upright and to be functioning in the world and leave the house. Um, so I realized I'm kind of functioning on a PTSD level. And once I realized that last night, it was like this fog kind of cleared and I could see a whole lot clearer and I could focus a whole lot better. And I do believe last night I was asleep 
4-3. I'm pretty sure I hung up the phone, I think it was about 2, 2.30 maybe? And I was, asleep, I was asleep before, I can guarantee you I was asleep before 4 o'clock. And I was up, well, I had to be up. <laughs> I was up by 11 today. I had my alarm set for 11.30. Because I have nail appointments. I have pretty nails. You can't see, but I can see. I have pretty nails again. And they're actually prettier than they were the first time that I had them done because we went to a different place and they did them right. But like I said, like the dreams did wake me up, but not enough to disturb my sleep to the point where I was exhausted this morning when I got up. I have been exhausted every single morning. Well afternoon. Every single time I've woken up and gotten out of the bed, I've dragged my ass out of the bed because I've been exhausted. And I didn't feel that way this morning. I didn't feel like I had spent the night running. So, <laughs> I win. I win. I got better backup than you do. Anyway, <clears throat> Sorry, that was a little childish moment I had to have. But anyway, um, so that's kind of been what I've been dealing with. So this week has, has well, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> what, what can I say? Um, I'm going from last, what did I, when did I record last week on Wednesday? Yeah, I recorded on Wednesday because I was just so exhausted and just so, ugh. Um, so it's Tuesday. I'm recording on time. It's yes, it's one thirty in the morning, but that's actually on time for me. Um, I think I lost my live studio audience. Oh, there he is. He's back. Welcome back. Anyway, so I felt better this morning and I have a feeling when I go to sleep tonight that I'm starting to feel more myself. I'm starting to feel my own energy back in my body <laughs> and not this strange. And it, like, it wasn't until I realized last night that I was functioning on this level. And it wasn't until um, it was pointed out to me that there were holes in my, my energy. There were holes in my aura. I know. You're not metaphysical. The metaphysical people are rolling their eyeballs. Just bear with me. I'll have this part of my podcast done in a minute. Anyway, um, it wasn't until I realized that there were spots in my metaphysical person that other energies were getting into <clears throat> um, that I started to recognize that what I was feeling wasn't mine. So I was able to go, mm, okay, yeah, that needs to go. That needs to go. That one can stay. That needs to go. I had to shake the ick off. That makes any sense. Makes perfect sense to some people. If you know, you know, you don't, you'll figure it out. So that's kind of where I am with that now. And I'm feeling good. Um... I'm feeling better than I have in like since October, really. So, yay. Um, let's see what else happened this week. I'm trying to kind of keep my Florida man story for a little, 
farther down into the podcast because it's it's really funny and Florida Man's always at the end of the podcast, but like ah, Pasco County did not let me down. I'm telling you, it did not let me down. I didn't have to look up Florida Man or Florida Woman stories this week because I got it live in person in front of me right there played out and then and then if that wasn't like fantastic enough oh no my mom had to become part of the florida woman story (laughs) she needed to contribute to the hilarity so yeah we're gonna get to that um Catfishing on Instagram has started up again. Apparently, um, it's like bass fishing or uh, pike fishing. It's a seasonal thing. And apparently, it's catfishing season on Instagram. (laughs) I always notice there's like this lull in my friend requests. And then all of a sudden, I'll get like 15 of them. Now, my live studio audience will have to bear with the fact that my camera's going to be off for a minute because I need the phone for the Instagram account. (laughs) Now, my Instagram lately has been filling up with friend requests or follows. You don't get a friend request. It's not like Facebook. Follows. Like, um, before I call this one out. Okay, yeah. Alfredo Davies. Now, he says he's a surgeon. <laughs> well, he's got like six posts, 87 followers, and follows 425 people. Um, let's see. Who else did it? Oh, David Johnson. That's a good one. Yeah. that's He's got two posts. <laughs> I'm not following you. So then I had this one that followed me. Devin Gil Antonio. And he starts, like, they start, they like all your messages. Like, all your, all, like, a ton of your posts. So they're spamming your, oh, look, I just got a new message from him. Must have seen that I came online. <laughs> okay, so he sends me this message. His name is Devin Gil Antonio. Um... Now, he has 1.3K followers. So I thought, okay, you know, can't be that bad. So, okay, so the first thing he says to me is, hello, Barty. I beg your pardon? All right, you know what? I'm not even going to be nice. If you can't take the time to catfish me with at least my first name, I'm not going to respond politely. So my response was, learn my name. That's all I said. So he sends back, I'm sorry about that. What's the name, please? (laughs) Wait, what? Okay, you have liked 12 of my videos on Instagram. And you have taken the time to find my profile, go to my DMs and slide me a message. And you have not figured out what my first name is. And I said, if you'd had checked out my profile, you would know. I'm done at this point. This is a business account. I'm not interested in making friends. Just money. So 
He sends back, and he completely changed gears on me, so it kind of threw me. He sends back, we can share some ideas on how to earn passive income. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> what do you suggest? Because I'm thinking, um, all right. So he says, how many streams of income do you have? I'm keeping my answers short. I'm like, enough. He says, wow, nice. Do you invest in cryptocurrency? No, I don't. And he's like, really? You don't like it? I don't do the investing. Terribly sorry to, you know, burst your bubble. And he's like, I really love crypto investment. It's more lucrative. I'm like, all right, well, tell me what you know. He's like, about cryptocurrency? Well, yeah, you, that's what you're, you're, you're selling. So tell me about it. And he says, currently I'm making money through crypto trading. And I said, okay, well, tell me how. And he says, I really don't know much about it. I just invested with a company who traded on my behalf. I have not responded to that message. I'm not quite sure how to respond to that message. And then there's Mr. Ethan Savage, who actually did get my name. Hello, Stephanie. I'll give him that. Uh, he's hoping that all is well with me and my family. Okay. Um, he claims that he has a beautiful daughter. He's got her, he's got like 12 posts, but I'm not following him back. I'm trying to find the one that, um, I think I might have deleted him. Oh, I have a message request. Oh, look, there we go. William, William underscore jock. And yeah, he's now most catfishers, you can tell right away because they'll start out. Hello, dear. Hello, sweetie. Or my favorite, which is this one. Hello, pretty. <laughs> like throwing my pretty. And okay, that's going to make me giggle because I'm totally going to send you back a gif of the Wicked Witch of the West. I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too. <laughs> but yeah, so it's catfishing season on Instagram. Um, all right, where's the other one? Because it was really good. I was sending messages as I was being catfished. I was sending, I was screenshotting and sending messages to um, my live studio audience so that he could read them as they were coming in. It was rather hilarious. Um, I, he was He was obviously following a script wanting my WhatsApp or I can't hangouts. That was the other one. And I kept telling him, this is a business account. And he's like, okay, well, can we be friends? Can we get to know each other? And I come back. This is a business account. And then he would come back with, um, I really want to get to know you. And can you send me your WhatsApp? This is my WhatsApp number. So then I would send back to him, would you like to buy a book or t-shirt? And I'd give him the Myth Mart address <laughs> and he would come back with, okay, what's your WhatsApp? Can we be friends? And I'd, again, would you like to buy a book or t-shirt? If you don't want to buy a book or t-shirt, I can't help you. <laughs> so I kind of use all their, their catfishing tactics as, you know, passive advertising. <laughs> because eventually one of them may go to the website and buy something, you know, win-win. But, uh, yeah, so I'm getting, like, I think I've jumped in followers by, like, 12 in just the last three days. 
And a few of them, it's been really funny because a few of them, they all, hello, Barty. Obviously, your Google Translate is not working well for you because you haven't figured out that if you're speaking to anybody in an English-speaking country, the first name comes first and the last name comes last. Not the other way around. Barty would not be my, my, my given name. At all. After tomorrow, it probably won't be my chosen name either. Just saying. <clears throat> going horse. Holy crap. I'm only halfway into this. Allergies are at an all-time high right now. So bear with me. I saw a total 80s kid today. I swear he walked off the set of Stranger Things. If I had been quick enough, I could have got a picture of him because he walked right across the front of my vehicle in the parking lot. He was wearing cherry red high tops. He was wearing skin tight acid wash jeans. I haven't seen acid wash in a, I, since I accidentally spilled bleach on my jeans. He was wearing, uh, I think it was a red, it was a red tank top, wasn't it? Yeah, he was wearing a red tank top. And then he had a button-up short sleeve dress shirt. Now, of course, it was open and had to billow, you know. When you walked, it had to billow in the wind. And if there was no wind, you just had to walk faster to make it flat behind you. And it had Pepsi-Cola symbol all over it. The old one. The round one. All over it. And then he had the Steve hair. Now, if you've watched... Stranger Things, you know who the hair is. And he had the hair. The big foom at the front. All messy at the back. Not quite a mullet. Because he liked to keep it clean. Clean cut. Just below the ears. Above the shoulders. But the big poop. I swear. I was looking around for cameras. Because I'm pretty sure he had just walked off the set of something. Because there is no way people walk around looking like that on a daily. Then I remembered, I'm in Florida. And not two minutes later, a guy in very feminine shorts, very masculine man, in very feminine shorts and hot pink Crocs walked into the herbal store right in front of me. I went, okay, you know, the 80s dude totally makes sense now. I get it. We're in Florida. We were at the nail salon and I was waiting for mom to come out because her nails took longer than mine. I guess because she gets a polish, so she has to wait until like to wait till the nail polish cures, and I just get a gel coat over top of my manicure. So, anyway, all right, I gotta get into the Florida man. <laughs> Hello, why do I feel like I'm sliding? <laughs> I just looked over and I'm like a new camera angle. Okay, so mom and I decided. And Alan, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know the family dollar I'm about to tell you about. Mom and I decided we needed to go to the family dollar. There were some things that I needed. Now, I'm looking for an armband to hold my cell phone while I'm out walking and jogging. Because I don't, if I'm wearing shorts, I don't have pockets. So if I put it 
in my bra strap, it gets all hot and sweaty, and if I'm jogging, it tends to fly out. Not a good situation. So, I was looking for an armband, and I know I'd seen them at uh, the Dollar Tree. So we went to the Family Dollar. So we pull into the parking. Now this is the Family Dollar on US 19. And I told the store manager I would tell you which one it was. So you could go in there and you could tell the cashier she's doing a good job. Okay, so Family Dollar by the Walmart? Yes, on US 19. So pull in the parking lot. And as we're pulling in, of course, you know, mom's handicap. So we pull into the handicap spot right in front of the door. And there's this woman coming out and she's got to be like in her forties, at least. She looks haggard. So, you know, she could be 25. Drugs will do that to you. And she's coming out and she's got these two, two tall boys with her and a girl. And she's screaming as she's exiting the store. And she's like yelling at what we later determined was the cashier, telling her she was effing lucky she had, you know, a job that she was going to lose her job. And, oh, you're so, you think you're so hot because you've got a job at the family dollar. And like she's like, cursing a blue streak, flipping out as she's exiting the store with what I later found out were her two sons and her daughter. Um, don't make eye contact, mom. Just, let's just get out of the car. Don't make eye contact. Don't pretend you notice because, you know, it is Florida. They do have guns. And we'll just, like, they're leaving. We'll just go in and we'll do our shopping. So, mom's grumbling. I can hear her mumbling under her breath as we're passing these crazy people and going into the store. And she's like screaming all the way through the parking lot that she's going to make sure that this cashier loses her effing job and you can't speak to my effing kids that way and who do you think you are and yada, yada, yada. So we enter the store and just inside the door is the poor 20-something-year-old store manager and the 55-year-old cashier. And she's pointing out in the parking lot and she's like livid. She is, I mean, she's a Gen Xer, okay? So she's bouncing. She's ready to go. <laughs> she's going out there and slap somebody. As a Gen Xer, I totally sympathized with the woman. And, like, they're standing right in front of the carts. So my poor mother and I are standing just inside the door trying to get a cart. And the cashier's flipping out. Manager's standing there. Like, He's got to be maybe. Okay, dude, if you're not, take it as a compliment. You look like you were 25. I'm 50, so anybody under the age of 35 looks like they're 12. So if you're over the age of 25, well done. Oil Volet's working for you. Um, I keep mentioning them because I did give them my business card, and they did say they were going to listen because they knew I was going to be telling this story. <laughs> so, okay. She's standing there, and she's pointing to them in the parking lot, and she's telling the store manager what happened. Now, what happened was they were down one of the aisles. The mom and the one son and the daughter were down one of the aisles. The other son was in the middle of the aisle, distracting the cashier by smoking his e-cigarette in the store. 
Now, I'm sorry, you haven't been able to smoke in a store since the 90s. So where he thought that was okay, that obviously, right away, that's a ruse. The cashier knew it was a ruse and was paying attention to the mom and the other two. She saw the mom hand the boy something and him stuff it down the front of his pants. So she demanded to see what was in his pants. And yes, those were the words she used. Well, mom got indignant and irate, refused to show, refused to allow him to empty his pants in the store and stormed out of the store cursing and swearing. And that is when we entered. So I'm just like, oh, you know, kids today, they seem to think they're entitled. Can we get a cart? My mother's going to fall over. Because we didn't take her walker in, she leans on the cart. She's got a bad back. So the store manager's, oh, look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. So we get the cart. So we're going down, we get down a couple of aisles. Well, they're still, she's still going on about this crazy woman. And I mean, I swear to you, she looked like a crackhead. She had to be maybe five pounds and went speeding out of the parking lot in a red Bronco, pretty much stuck, held together with duct tape and a promise. So she goes flying out of the parking lot and she's still yelling as she's flying out of the parking lot. So we're doing our thing and, and I looked at mom and went, you know, that's going to make great fodder for the podcast. I actually saw my first Florida woman in person in action. It was great and survived. So no, the police weren't called. They left before the, cause she, the cashier was threatening to call the sheriff's department. So they all left. So, you know, nobody was harmed in the making of this Florida man or Florida woman story. It was great. Well, the, the cashier goes by and, of course, you know, mom can't contain herself any longer. <laughs> She's like, well, I was just waiting for you to stop talking so that I could jump in and tell her that if she had better control of her. And I'm like, oh, God, mom, shush. Just, just mom, stop. Or we are going to be that Florida woman story because you're going to get us killed. So mom's teasing the cashier about, you know, you, you should be lucky you have your job. The cashier's laughing and I'm just like, can we just, just, can we just shop? We just, we don't need to be involved in the Florida woman story. We just need to observe the Florida woman story. So as we come out of the makeup aisle, this guy comes in and he was maybe a couple inches taller than me, a little dude. And I mean, he was skinny, you know, built, not buff, but you know, that 20, 30 year old before you have dad bod bod, not buff, not ripped, but not dad bod yet. Just like the edge of dad bod. And he goes, by, you know, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And off he goes down the store. And he's kind of muttering as he's going. And okay, you know, another crazy person. Look, Florida man just walked in. Awesome. Well, boy, was I right. Because five minutes later, we hear him up at the cash, screaming at the cashier, claiming he makes 60 grand a year. He's going to have her job. He's going to call head office. And he, she had no right speaking to his wife like that. And I went, well, wait a minute, dude. You make 60 grand a year and she's walking around in a car that looks like Flintstones drove it. Um, wait, what? 
And yeah, he's going to call head office. He's going to have her fired. He's going to have the store shut down. He, yeah, with this, he was just like going off. But the whole time he's going off, he's not using full words. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was speaking in text, millennial text, because he wasn't using all the letters in the words. So for somebody who makes 60000 a year, are you selling dope? Because you don't sound very educated. Um, and cursing, too. Like, every second word was the F word. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. Florida's cocaine. Well, then he would make 60000 a year, but he wouldn't be a very good dealer. That'd be it. See? <laughs> so, yeah, he goes storming out of the store, and I'm like, well, all right. I get Florida woman and Florida man, same day, same store. What are the odds? Within minutes of each other. Now, up to this point, we didn't realize that he was actually the husband of the woman that was in the store earlier. So she apparently went home and cried to her baby daddy. And he came back and had to yell at the poor old woman behind the counter. Makes you feel like a man. Okay. <laughs> so we continue our shopping. And another woman comes walking in, and she's wearing, like, a tie-dyed mini, I don't know, dress. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. This has got to be, like, her best friend or something, because she looked totally coked out. Like, she, like, no teeth, scraggly hair, and I swear she sleeps from sunup till sundown in the sun. She looked like shoe leather in a tie-dyed sundress thing. I don't know. Beach cover-up, maybe? And flip-flops. And she had this other girl with her that, you know, you probably needed a putty knife to remove the makeup from her face. And the eyelashes were 12 feet long. Yep, those kind. Because <laughs> I just heard Misha in my head, because I know that's the first thing she's going to think. Yep, those are the ones. And I'm thinking, ooh, it's got to be the best friend. Because she looked just like crackhead mom that left well no can't judge a book by its cover she was very sweet very polite um the cashier complimented her on her dress she said oh thank you i made it myself explains why it looked ratty but you know whatever she tie-dyed it herself but she was very nice very soft-spoken very polite and yet you know Dude that claims to make 60000 a year can't string three words together without putting the F word in at least four of them. But, yeah. So that's my Florida man and Florida woman story. <laughs> we have yet to go back to that family dollar. Um, just because we haven't needed anything. That's, like, going to be our family dollar from now on. We have, like, a close personal relationship with the manager and the cashier. Pretty much know them by name. Um, and, you know... Could get more Florida man or Florida woman stories. I, just, I, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I, like, right there in front of me. And I remember saying a few podcasts ago that I was coming to Florida and I was hoping that I would get a Florida man or Florida woman story happen right in front of me so that I could observe it myself. And voila, 
there it was in all its floor. I mean, all it was missing was the gator through the door. If somebody, had, if she had pulled an alligator out of her Jeep and thrown it through the open doorway, it would have been perfect. Would have been absolutely perfect. But, you know, maybe the kid had the gator in his pants. Who knew? But, yeah, that was, uh, what is going on with my... Hmm. All right, I'm just giving one. Okay, so it's something's going on with the plug to my my uh, my laptop's not charging, and I'm not sure why. But it's okay. We have enough charge to make it through the podcast. Anyway, so yeah, that was my Florida Florida woman story, and then <laughs> to top off my week. Uh, when we left the nail salon today, my mom decided she wanted McDonald's. All right. Well, if we're going to McDonald's, I'm breaking keto. Because McDonald's just doesn't do lettuce wrap well. At least at home, they don't. They, they take the, um, salad tray that like if you order a salad you know the container you get and they slap a piece of really wilted lettuce down and then they put two all beef patties special sauce lettuce and cheese and then they slap another really wilted sad looking piece of lettuce on top of it and i think what it is it's the pieces of lettuce that they peel off before they dice up the head to put the shredded lettuce and they don't even put the shredded lettuce you don't get the shredded lettuce. You get two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, and pickles and onions. But you don't get the shredded lettuce. There's no lettuce. You get wilted and wilted. And that's supposed to hold it all together. No. So I thought, well, all right, we're going to McDonald's. I'm breaking keto. Got me a double quarter pounder with cheese. And fries. It's the first meal of the day. It was my only meal today. So, you know, I've had my carbs for today and tomorrow. Probably the next day, too. I did get myself a sweet tea. I didn't get myself a soda pop. Really sweet tea, though. Like, it was so sweet. It hurt my teeth. I was just, mm, no, no. My live studio audience would have absolutely loved it. It would have totally have been sweet enough for him. For me... Way too sweet. So, my mom wanted to go because she wanted breakfast. And I'm telling her, Ma, it's 2.30 in the afternoon. 3.30 in the afternoon. You're not getting breakfast. And she's like, I want breakfast. McDonald's serves breakfast 24 seconds. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Okay, fine. Sometimes with my ma, the only way to win an argument is to show her she's wrong. So, off we go to McDonald's. Get into the drive-thru. And I say to the lady, are you still serving breakfast? She kind of snorts and says, no. All we have is the breakfast burrito and hotcakes. So I look at my mother. Now my mother, what she refers to as breakfast, is the egg McMuffin with bacon. That is what she likes. And hash brown. 
which I probably could have asked if they had hash browns, but I forgot. So she didn't get her hash browns. So she settled for hotcakes with bacon. Okay, fine. I got my double quarter pounder with cheese and french fries. And the total of the bill came to 1666. Yes. One, six, six, six. I looked at my mother and she busted out laughing. I said, you know, when you're doing bad and you're, like, I'm breaking keto, so I'm being bad, the universe, it's going to let you know you're being bad. <laughs> the one saved me, though, apparently. The one saved me. So the girl on, on the speaker kind of goes, oh, when she, because I look at it, oh, okay, 1666, all right. And she's like, oh, would you like to order something else to change the price? I'm like, ah, we'll go with that one. So I get to the window. She opens the window and just looks at me. Like, how you doing? Here's 16. I gave her exact change. Yep. Wasn't giving her a 20. Wasn't giving her 17. Oh, no, no, no. My mom dug through her purse till she came up with $16.66. She just looked at me. Her eyes got really big. I went, wait, my mom's counting out the change. And she's like, but she did not want to take the 66 cents. Are you, are you sure you don't want to buy something else? No. Nope. 16, it's 16.66. Here is the 66 cents. She's like, you need to pull up to the next window to pick up your order. She slams the glass shut. Oh, I'm crying while I'm telling you this. It was hilarious. Oh, it was totally worth it. Every freaking bite. Because mom didn't want to cook two nights ago. So I wanted a burger. I was craving a burger. So we ordered Wendy's and my mom, um, I was going to get a salad. And then I realized one of the options on the burger was lettuce wrap. I'm like, woohoo, Baconator it is. Baconator lettuce wrap kind of loses something without the bun. Still good. Still good. But I will admit the Baconator needs the bun. To be truly delicious. It's got to have that bread to soak up all that grease. Then it's good. Yes. Clogging the arteries every bite you take. But it's good. Anyway. So I got a Baconator lettuce wrapped. Which allowed me to have chili cheese fries. And a Frosty. I rationalize, okay? I had a Coke Zero for my drink. Come on. I know. It's like ordering the f most carb-loaded thing on the menu and getting a Diet Coke. I get it. Anyway, so I decided when we went to McDonald's, I was getting the bun. I wanted the burger. And, yep, as soon as I bit into that double quarter pounder with cheese, that is what my body wanted. 
was that burger. Yeah, I needed they needed the meat and the carbs. I'm totally I totally paid for it later, but it was so good. So good. And it was really funny too because I I ate that burger and I and I didn't feel normally when I eat bread I feel ugh. And I just want to go lie down. I feel fat and heavy and blah. Well, I didn't. After this, it was like, you know, I felt primal. And just, I am woman, hear me roar. So I'm like, I'm going to the store. Because we were supposed to go to the store after. But mom had to pee. So I had to bring her home. And we had to eat. So I'm like, I'm going to the store. Are you coming with me? And mom's sitting on the couch going, I don't really want to. I don't really have to go to the store. I ran out of creamer this morning. I'm going to the store. I get into her car and I look up and went, oh, hot damn. I forgot she had a sunroof. I opened that sunroof. I had the windows down. Hair was blowing. It was, yeah, summer. It was great. Radio blasting. Unfortunately, the Publix is like a minute and a half from here. So not a whole lot of enjoyment. Get to the Publix. I pull in the parking lot. I mean, I'm pulling in. I'm driving one-handed because I'm, I'm, I am cool as shit. Driving, pulling in one end into the parking spot. I get out and I'm like, you know, I'm walking. I have got a strut to my walk. I'm feeling good. I got pretty nails. I just had meat. I am, I am you know, I'm woman. Hear me roar. Into the store I go. Get in there and I'm feeling so good about myself. And I realize... I left the house without the list. There are only four things on that list. Four. Do you think I could remember any of them? Nope. The only thing I could remember was my creamer. Call my mom. Mom doesn't answer the phone. I'm like, crap. So now I'm standing in the yogurt aisle trying to remember what the heck was on the list. She calls me back. I'm like, hi, mom. (laughs) Store guy walks by me. It's like, hey, how you doing? Like, hey, how you doing? I see him every time I go to the Publix. We're now on a hey, how you doing speaking basis. I feel at home. So I'm like, I forgot the list. She's like, oh, crap. Which means she has to get up off the couch. Well, no sooner do her feet hit the floor. And I'm like, wait. Creamer, milk, green pepper, cooking onions. She's like, yes, that's what's on. Okay, great. All right. I don't need you anymore, mom. Bye. Hung up. I hung up the phone and completely forgot what I was supposed to get. So I'm like, all right. Awesome. We're just going to walk up and down. I'm not calling her back. I'm not calling her back. I'm not. I'm just going to walk up and down the aisles and hopefully what I'm supposed to get, I'm going to remember when I see it. Walked up. Milk. Yes, need milk. Put that in. I got all the way over to produce before I realized the main thing I came to the store for was my coffee creamer. I had to go all the way back to the other side of the store. Get my coffee creamer. Go back. Of course, in between here and there, other things ended up in the cart. I got these, they're called popcorners. Now, they are 17 carbs, 22 crisps. In 22 crisps, there are 17 carbs. But five of those 17 carbs are fibers. I am excited. (laughs) Because I can have 22 crisps and stay under my carb load for the day. So, snacking. Yay. Um... So, and then I got hair dye, and I was explaining to my live studio audience, which I need to get off of his face. There we go. My, 
We're on the phone. Okay, I need to explain that comment. <laughs> Never mind. You know what? Just use your imagination. Um, I'm trying to find, because I'm in a more humid environment than I am at home. So my hair requires different things. I have very curly hair, but it's a very frizzy curl. It's not a nice curl. It's a frizzy curl. And it requires special things. And when it's really humid, it looks like it, it pretty much afros up the back of my head in just a one big fuzzy knot. And it, it, there have been point times when it's been humid where it's kind of congealed into this knot in the back of my head where if I turn my head, the whole thing moves as one solid unit. And that's usually when I just kind of pull it up and put it in a bun till I can get into the shower and use half a bottle of conditioner and work it through. So my hair requires different things. Now I have this, um, Mark Anthony Strictly Curls. It works great most of the time for keeping my curls nice and soft and not fuzzy. It was 97% humidity the other day. <laughs> I look like a Q-tip. My hair, ask my live studio audience, he will tell you, my hair was really frizzy. <laughs> yeah, and it was about three inches shorter than it normally is. Because, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it requires, um, I mean, it's super curly right now. <laughs> It requires a little extra care when it's very humid. So uh, I was looking for, I have, I went and got um, anti-frizz shampoo, anti-frizz leave-in conditioner, anti-frizz conditioner, and it's working great. Well, now I need something to anti-frizz my curls. Because if you try and straighten my hair... He's also seen the results of that. If you try and straighten my hair, it will sort of straighten and then it will rebel. And it doesn't rebel nicely. So I need something to help the curl be a nice curl. And I'm looking at all of this great stuff. And I need more, like I need a spray, not a mousse not a cream because that's too heavy for my hair. I need just the spray that I can just spray it on, scrunch and go. And I had the Mark Anthony spray at home, but I can't seem to find it here. Um, I am using the same stuff that I had when I was in California because I am one of those people that will not buy anything new or use anything new until I've used up the old stuff. But I was looking to see if there was a spray or something that I could use. And every single one that I looked at had coconut oil in it. Now I could put it in my hair because I'm not ingesting it into my body. And as long as I kept it off my scalp, it would not be ingested into my body, but I could not scrunch it with my hands. Unless I bought latex gloves. Well, then there runs into another problem. I'm allergic to latex, so they'd have to be nitro gloves and those are expensive. So I was showing him a video going, you know, the struggle is real. It's not like I want to walk around with frizzy girl. 
It's not like I'm not trying to take care of my hair. It's just that everything is fighting against me. I was eating ice cream. I found this keto ice cream. It's great. I was thoroughly enjoying it. Although I did discover that my coconut allergy is not as severe as it was. It's still there, but it's not anaphylactic. Thank goodness. Because I was about a quarter of the way through this tub of ice cream, little quart of ice cream, only seven net carbs in the entire pint. What are you going to do? And my tongue's getting itchy. My throat's getting itchy. I'm starting to sound like I am right now, congested and raspy. And I'm coughing and I'm phlegmy. And I'm like, why? This is what I sound like when I ingest something I am allergic to. This is what I sounded like when I had... half a teaspoon of the red wine gravy that my aunt made. Um, I went like this within minutes. That's that, that reaffirmed that I'm still allergic to red grapes. <laughs> Quite drastically so. Um, and I'm thinking, why am I, I... I thought I checked the ingredients on this. Now, I did check the ingredients on Rebel, and I can have that one. I thought I had checked the ingredients on Enlighten. Apparently not. Because the second ingredient is coconut oil. So what I was experiencing was an allergic reaction to the very delicious ice cream that I was eating. And then there came a dilemma. Because it was very, very tasty. It was the coffee one. It was so so there came a dilemma. I'm like, well, I've eaten a quarter of a tub and I'm just starting to react now. Let's see if my mom's trick works. Took a couple of Benadryl. I waited about 10 minutes, felt great. Had some more ice cream. It took about four Benadryl, but I got through that tub of ice cream. <laughs> I won't buy it again because there's coconut. I promise I won't buy it again. I'm getting glared at. I won't buy it again. I will go back to the rubble because there's no coconut oil in that one. I did check that one. But I'm wondering now, because I'm starting to get really congested. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, I'm trying to think. I didn't eat anything that I could possibly be allergic to. I only had a ham and cheese sandwich and dill pickles. I think it's just the damp and the air coming in from the window that's just... <clears throat> that I have the fan on. Anyway. So, yeah. That was, a, that was a fun experience. So that's been my week. I've had Florida man experience, Florida woman experience. I had to ask if Mercury was in retrograde because nobody seems to be able to understand me. Oh, I got to give my mom a history lesson today. <laughs> that's fun. Um, see, okay. You need to understand. In our family, my mom is always right. She's always right. And the thing is, is she was always right. Drove us nuts as kids. We would look for things to try and, you know, well, no, you're wrong. Because she was never wrong. She's always right. And we were discussing something today. And I'm not going to get into it because I'm not going to get political. Um, I am going to say that my heart does go out to the Russian people and the Ukrainian people. 
the citizens. I'm not commenting on what the governments are doing. My heart goes out to the citizens, to the civilians that are caught in the middle. And being half Ukrainian, it's kind of... I've never been to the Ukraine, and I don't know my Ukrainian side very well. Um, I don't even know. I think I do, but I don't even know if I have family in the Ukraine still. But it's weird because it's like I, I, I feel for them in a... country kind of way, if that makes sense. Anyway, um, I don't know where I was going originally with this now. Oh, right. So we were talking about stuff and I said, well, look at what happened with Chernobyl. And that was just an oops. There wasn't even the drum, a bomb dropping. I said, like, no, 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 they dropped a bomb in Chernobyl. Wait, what? <laughs> no, they dropped a bomb. No, they, no, no. That's not what we learned in history class in school. That's not what I remember happening in the 80s when it happened. Um, no. No, 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 I'm, I'm, that's what happened. They dropped a bomb at Ch in Chernobyl. And it only affected that area. Uh, Lum, if they dropped a nuclear bomb, it would affect more than just Chernobyl. It wasn't a bomb. So, of course, I <laughs> took great pleasure in pulling up the Google and showing her it was an oops in Reactor 4. They had a meltdown. Um, because, oh, I know what it was. Um, if things get scary, she seems to think that if we race home and go up to my brother's up in Midland, we'll be fine. And then I reminded her that in Midland happens to be Elcan, which makes all of the lenses for all of the guns and missiles, and all of those things. And every time there is the threat of something military, that plant goes on lockdown. And they talk to all of the people that live around it and put them on notice that you may have to evacuate. And then they tell the rest of the town, you may have to evacuate. As a Gen Xer, we went through this a lot <laughs> back in the 80s and the 90s. We went through, I remember the Gulf War, the Cuban Missile, all of those things were like, it was a norm for us to be facing the possibility of World War Three on almost a daily in our life. So I pointed out to mom, and that's what started the conversation. If they drop a bomb anywhere, no matter where you are, pretty much, 
and I'm pretty sure the technology has changed today and advanced, they're going to wipe out a province. <laughs> it's going to take out a state or three. It doesn't matter where you are. And, and racing towards and going through spots that could possibly be... No. No, we're just, we're going to stay right where we are and enjoy the sunshine and, you know... If I happen to get a radiation tan, well, so be it. I'm not going to stress over it. And that's when she said that Chernobyl was a bomb and it's only a small area. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> no. Okay, let's talk about Hiroshima. That was a bomb. Chernobyl was an oops. And it's still radioactive. Anyway, so yeah, I took great pleasure in proving her wrong. I know my history. It took until she was 70 years old for me to finally be able to prove her wrong. But I did it. I've yet to tell my brother and sister that <laughs> I win. I'd have to be talking to my brother to do that. But, you know, he'll talk to me eventually. It's family. He always does. Whatever. All right. I think I'm going to wrap this up. Um, we're now at an hour and 17 minutes. Something like that. And my throat's getting pretty raw. So I'm going to wrap this up and tell you all, I hope you all have a better week than I had. Um, pay attention to your surroundings because you never know when you're going to run into your own version of Florida man or Florida woman, especially at the dollar stores. It seems to attract them. I don't know. Um, stay good. Stay out of my dreams and stay out of trouble. Be kind. Be kind. I haven't told y'all to be kind in a while, so be kind. Just, just be kind. And go to eventmart.com. And go to, <laughs> to mythmart.com. Yes, shameless plug. Go to mythmart.com and buy stuff. Don't just go there. Go and buy stuff. Please. On credit. On credit. On credit. Because what's better than credit? More credit. And credit that you can pay later. <laughs> Buy now, pay later. <laughs> I told you, I need shirts. I'm wearing my Lupus Bits t-shirt right now because, you know, why not? I'm recording Lupus Bits. I'm going to wear the shirt. I have the shirt. I'm going to wear the shirt. I like the shirt. Um, but I need more shirts. I can't advertise with one shirt. I mean, I could advertise my shirt, but I need more shirts. So I'm going to buy more shirts. And books. I need books. Michael's book. I want Michael's book. I edited the book. I worked on the book. I want a copy of the book. And uh, I have Walter's books. But, yeah, I want books. So, all right. I'm out of here. That's it for me this week. Uh, anything you want to add, live studio audience? <laughs> He's tired. He's ready for bed. <laughs> all right. I'm out of here, everybody. I hope you all have a good week, and I will talk to you all next week. See ya. Carry on our way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.